Man, we gonna have a lot of fun tonight in Vancouver, all my real fans. How's it going? Another episode of Sippin' on a 40. My name's Kyle Bowen. Shout out to SB Nation. Shout out to Nux Misconduct. Once again, on a Tuesday night, we're joined by Bondi. What's up, bro? What's up? Yo, they playing a lot of games on Tuesdays, eh? It's always been like that. I feel like, yeah, a lot of hockey games on Tuesday. Chances are, if you follow hockey, you're watching your team a lot on Tuesdays. Tonight, Canucks, they beat the Predators. Yo, that's a big third period, man. That, that was huge. I think we were talking about it uh, during the game. I, I told you, like, they need at least minimum of a point. Yeah, I thought probably, they needed... Probably two. Yeah, probably two. This was a game where I think they they needed they needed two. Again, game 19, I know it's I know it's early to say that, oh, they need this many points, this many that, but they could only get away with not putting up dubs and playing good hockey if, if eventually they, they pick up dubs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. If, if you fashion yourself a playoff team, you don't let these kind of streaks go on for long. Exactly. Yeah, you have a game like this where you grind out a result and, you know, and the balance of play, you look at the shots against for the Canucks, maybe they didn't really deserve to win this game, but they still managed to get a regulation win, which is huge. Oh, big. Yeah, big regulation win. That's one that you can carry with you. I think this is a win where you can you can you can build something off off for sure. It's a big win against a against a good team off of losing what four straight. Yeah, huge win, huge second period for Demko in the first pretty boring pretty boring period. The the big thing that that did happen with Brandon Sutter. How big of a loss is this now? Not the harp on the dude. Get well soon, Brandon Sutter. But Godette, who who. Put up those minutes today. Played amazing. He played well as a winger, and now with Brandon Sutter, presumably, well, who knows how long he's actually going to be out, but this is the perfect opportunity for Adam Goddard to kind of slot into that third-line center role, see what he's got. Yeah, 100%. This is what... Although, no Brandon Sutter and no Jay Beagle as well. I'm not sure when he's coming back, but... That's why they got Louis Erickson, bro. Yeah, hey, (laughs) Louis PK. Oh, man. Okay, so we'll briefly touch on this, but... I, I, I was listening to the radio and a lot of people were, were texting in talking about how how what LA is doing with Kovalchuk or Kovalchuk my bad the Canucks should find a way to get that done with Erickson I don't know how they how they do that like what do they do send what, some what send ex- some tape to Sweden <laughs> what the fuck well, can they do well, what what exactly have LA done that you think the Canucks haven't done like <laughs> exactly the, the, I'm pretty sure you know, Jim Bennings phoned every team. I'm sure Louis' agent has worked every team trying to find him a fit. Just no one wants him. Exactly. I think I think all that's happened here is Kolchuk and the Kings just went public about it. And the Canucks and, you know, Louis Erickson just kind of kept it behind closed doors, so to say. No, 100%. You, you, don't, you don't think Jim Bennings trying to shop this guy around? Yeah, I think they're trying to shop him around. I'm just more alluding to the fact that, you know, we can now assume that that Kovalchuk is going back to Russia. I guess they took and they're it getting a, out guess, of the deal. I and guess they took it a step further and pretty much said like, "You're not playing. You're you not coming here. But yeah, you're not playing." I heard a, I saw a little tweet um, from the LA Kings SB Nation side, and they were like, uh, "Rob Blake fired Louis er- uh, Ilya Kovalchuk." Pretty funny. You think that? Yeah, they did force him to make this move. It's like, it's like, it's like that dude who sucks at his job and he's on a contract, like Kovalchuk in the moment. 
and he can't can't get out of that contract unless he wants to leave. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, yeah, just get out of here. Sure, why not? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. If if Erickson, if there was a way for Erickson to like make money, because Kovalchuk is essentially yes throwing away the contract, but for sure this guy's making money. Whereas oh, Louis you can Erickson, go, you can go back to the yeah, challenge and make money and make probably more. Louis Erickson is not finding a better job no. than this right now. A better paying job. He could play more somewhere else, but he, yeah, no way, no way. <laughs> Enough Louis Erickson talk. Adam Gaudet, yeah, replace Sutter. His minutes. The fans want this again. We, we should never. We should never harp on a dude that just got hurt. But this is sports, man. And you you come to mind when players get hurt. And before the season, I used to always base it on luck. And a part of me still does. Or, well, bad luck for that matter. But it is essential if you're a professional athlete in one of the biggest leagues in the world to stay healthy. 100%. Because someone is coming after you. Sometimes your best ability is your availability if you're a pro athlete. Guys have, guys have made careers out of just always being healthy. Why do you think Andrew Cogdano's still in the league? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he literally has missed like one game over the course of his career. He's like, no. Like, and, he, and he has a job because you can all, a coach how do you can do always, that? A coach can always count on him to be in lineup, play, you know, 12 Bale or 17 trust. minutes. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and we see it many times in sports. Someone gets hurt. And some, they of it, get replaced. and some of it is luck. And it may Don't happen here. It may happen. Yeah. Bad luck. Some of it is bad luck. Don't get me wrong, but a lot of it is you know having to take care of your body in off season and you know do do the right things as uh, as they say. And the bad luck of always getting hurt, your body just wearing and tearing, and and essentially you're more vulnerable to being hurt again. It is what it is. It's just the human body. Again, get well soon, Sutter. But Godet replaces him, does his thing. Look at look at us talking about the human body and, and science. <laughs> yeah, I took like I took one I class failed. university. And Bro, I failed biology the first time. I took it because I never really showed up. I didn't care. The second time I took it, got a better grade. But yeah, that I don't know why we're giving you fucking science lessons here on Sipping on a 40. Once again, shout out to SB Nation, Nux Misconduct. Go get the network wherever you listen to podcasts. You get three shows with one swipe, one tap. Tonight, the Canucks, big win against the Nashville Predators, five to three. Yo, I say big win. Do I sound like a, a fucking betting bro? I'm just saying, man. You're hyped for your team. Nothing wrong with that. Hype for, hype for the team, hype for the city. You know, hockey fans in the city, they deserve fun hockey. Today, I, I would say in the first two periods, the Canucks played horrible. They looked fucking horrible. Especially in the first that two second periods. period. Oh, they, they got dominated man, that second period. No doubt. Absolutely no doubt. dominated. And, and for them to come out like that in the third and score five goals, the fifth being an empty netter doesn't really count. I think that's why this, this year, this team is different is better now Elliot Friedman he was on the radio I think it was Sportsnet 650 and he was talking about how Canuck fans shouldn't be worried because over this losing streak I guess he's paying a lot of attention yo maybe maybe the East is paying attention to the Canucks again Quinn Hughes Elias when you, Pettersson when you start the way the Canucks have you know yeah. one of the better teams in the league it forces people to pay attention and he is and Elliot Friedman was talking about how during this quote-unquote slump how many times did the Canucks deserve to lose you could maybe say once when were they when were they the worst team? They were in every game. That's why I think yeah. this year is different. And again, this team sucked. I would say in the first 40 minutes, this team sucked. It was boring. It was it, it just reminded me of Sunday. And for this team to come out like that against Nashville in the third and score five bingo was man. Man, oh man. Impressive. It, are the Canucks different this year? They are, right? Under, Mentality wise, I I think everything. so, yeah. 
you, you, you talked about what Elliot Friedman was saying, and yeah, they were still generating chances during these losses. They were still, like, creating opportunities. But at the end of the day, those are still losses. You still, still got to come out here yeah, and get like, a win. Exactly. And that's, and that's what I'm talking about. Like, if you're, if you're a potential playoff team, you want to be a playoff team, these are the type of games you got to win. You, don't, you can't let these streaks go on for much longer. No, 100%. 100%. And they, they stopped it tonight. Big third period. We should say, though... Uh, the biggest reason why the Canucks were able to do what they did in the third is what one player did in the second, and that's Thatcher Demko, man. What an amazing performance in that second period. He's the only reason this team got two points tonight because it could have been over. Well, not the only reason. Patterson it could have been over, man. Patterson the shots were white. Patterson had an ama amazing third period. Amazing third period. I think Demko did his thing, and he kept kept his team in it the whole time, and right to the end, too. Like he, was, he was amazing in the last minute. This is in, this is very important for the Canucks, man. Goaltending, I, I said that Markstrom is the most important part part to this team's success when it comes to the the playoffs. It's, I still, it's a tandem. I, it's a tandem. That's the most I still important. believe he'll get the majority of the starts, but Markstrom, he knows he's a competitive dude, the, an absolute gamer. I got faith in Jacob Markstrom. Once I did it, now I have a lot of, a lot of faith. He's knowing what's happening. He's seeing this shit. He knows he can he can lose his opportunity whenever. We talk about injuries. We talk about opp opportunities. That's what happens in sports. You never know when you're getting replaced. And Markson's a gamer. I think he's going to be able to react to this shit well. And, and the Canucks are going to have good goaltending the whole year. I really oh, think so, hopefully. man. These two going at it back to back. I I think that the Canucks. If they can stay healthy, it's a really good goalie tandem to have. Yeah, you know, for the 100%. Rest of the 100%. Competition is so key. Damn and, that, and that's the way kind of the NHL is trending, right? You, you don't get... I think, man, I think one year, didn't Luongo play like 70-something games? Yeah, probably like his first time. I think he broke the record. Yeah. You'll you'll never probably see that. You know how that. proud we were? Yeah. yeah. My goalie played the most and, games. Yeah. We now ran, you don't want yeah. that. We <laughs> ran that goalie into the ground before the playoffs. <laughs> uh, no, 100%. That's... Well, well, what were you going to do? Danny yeah. Sabrin? Exactly. Exactly. Times but, are different but, now. But still, you'll never see a goalie, I think, in the NHL ever again play like 70-plus games. Just... The science is there, and just like all the everything oh, yeah. we know now, like too, too many analytics out that, there. That's why I have like having a gold tandem so boring. You got to be able to split these starts. <laughs> Yo, with anal analytics now, we're gonna go off to a little tangent here. With analytics playing such a big part in sports, can we expect the impossible anymore? <laughs> I feel like everything just you know planned to be possible. You you know. Well, wait, here here's my question. Like nobody's getting seventy starts. You know, come on, man. No one's you, allowed. Yeah. No one's getting 70 starts again. I think exactly. it's, I think it's yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. But here's my question to you. When are we going to see the NBA load management come mm. well, into, into hockey now? I made a joke on Twitter tonight that, you know, the Jay Beagle's going under load management tonight. You got to rest him for the playoffs. Oh, man. But, like, when do you see... That's like, a risky joke in 2019. When, you know that? Like, somebody could come after you. Why would you what? make a joke about somebody's injury? Man, man. Chill. I think it's a great joke. Bro. I think it's funny. Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's you know what, man. You know what? We got applause here. But have we ever given you applause in this program? I don't think so. No, oh, I'm man. desperate for that clout, though. Oh, there you go, man. You get your first applause. Yeah, load management coming to the NHL, and it's courtesy Wait, of, of Jay Beagle. Guys, like, if you're the Oilers, you're relying on McDavid, Drysdale so much to carry that offense. Why not set him on a back-to-back? No, 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 no. See, it's right? different yeah, with no. it's no. different with the Oilers because they're so desperate to make the playoffs and they're they're actually throwing away two points. Whereas other teams, and we'll bring it to the NBA, you know, when they when they use load management on their stars, I think they still believe they have a chance. You know, they're not throwing away the game completely. 
Well, I think the Oilers are just, yeah, they're not winning you're anything without you're McDavid. Te- you're telling me you can't sit McDavid no, and Trice Heidel against the Detroit Red Wings, and you won't, you're going to, the, the Oilers. I are, guarantee the Oilers would lose that game. I'll put so. money on it. Yes. Bro, come on, man. Why would they sat one of them? One of them? No, they stayed win. So maybe you start alternating a little match <laughs> yeah. then. Maybe this is when you start, Yo, you know. McDavid Dry Saddle, McDavid, two of the top five players in the league. Two of the top three, maybe, you can yeah. say, and right too, now. Too bad that's all Oilers have, so. Exactly. Load management courtesy of Jay Beagle. He's setting the standard. It's coming to the NHL tonight. The Canucks win 5-3 against Nashville. We'll keep it going with Demko. What's the, if I say, if I say 30 starts, what's the over-under? Like, over. Over? over over 30 starts at this point yeah wow i think he gets 35 whoa but 35 then, to 30 damn yeah man yo how gotta ride the rock what happens what happens if you give demko 35 starts i don't think that's fucking happening because markstrom he wants to make the money this year he's gonna have good stats regardless well, a competitive like gamer Mark, you can't you look. can't you can't make great great money as a goaltender if you're only think, picking up 47 starts look the sample size is there for Markstrom. Like you think he, so? Yeah, he's been around. He's been around the league for a few years now. He's been. It's not like it's not like Demko when he's just making his foray into the NHL as like you know a goalie who's playing a bunch of games and the coaching staff can rely on. Markstrom has has been that for the last you know couple of years for the Canucks. Right? He had a pretty. Man, I don't. I would say a couple of years. I'd say one year. But I guess at the end of this year, you could say yeah, there'd be a two year sample size, and that may be long enough for a team to. To give Markstrom yeah. the money he thinks he deserves. I look at Jacob Markstrom, everything he's gone through in his career, uh, all the ups and downs. Uh, once again, Nux misconduct. We want to send out our condolences. Rest in peace to Jacob Markstrom's dad. But even looking at his career, being highly touted in Florida, bouncing up and down, never finding his place in the NHL, gets traded to Vancouver for Luongo, has to play in the AHL, does his thing, earns Green's trust, comes here. And just last year, he became... He became an NHL goaltender, a legit NHL goaltender. That's what that's how I feel when he was actually good. And he's carried that this year. And I don't think he wants 47 stars. I think I think the dude deserves 55-60, man, as the number one. I but know how, it's hard when Demko's playing like you, this. It's hard. Thatcher Demko letting in three goals tonight had a close to 920. Oh, he was amazing. He was amazing. How are you, how are you denying that as a coaching staff? Travis Dean doesn't give a fuck about like, hey, I've said like, that too. He doesn't yeah, give a fuck. He, he, he just wants wins. He, he wants wins. And yeah. If, Demko's giving him the wins, and he's going to go with that. Yeah, you're right. You're right on that. I mean, I don't think Green's going to listen to this. I don't think he's going to be nice to Markstrom. I think he's going to go with what what he, what he thinks is going to get him dubs. Yo, you could say this. Who's to say Demko's not getting the next start? Exactly. And say, say you know, there's a bit of a more even split to the start throughout the rest of the season. You can still roll with Markstrom for the playoffs. And, you know, go teams don't usually go do this split in the playoffs, right? Mm. So, so Markstrom will get a shot to yeah. do his thing. Playoffs. This guy's talking playoffs, man. Are you still... Okay, I've I've said the goal for this organization. I don't think I've got your take on this. I think the goal should be playoffs. Personally, I just want them to have 82 meaningful games. I want them to be legit to the end of the season. Just make strides. Again, as an organization, I see why. Trading your first-round pick. Spending to the cap. Yeah, you have to make the playoffs. What are your personal expectations for the team? Like, what do you what do you want from the Canucks? I think I want something pretty similar. Like, I don't want to stretch a game to the end of the season where it's like, well, I hope I just want them to lose. <laughs> Fuck but, that shit. That shit sucks, man. 100%. That shit is so sad. 
Have you ever been in the car playing with the fucking draft lottery simula- simulator and your homie who doesn't watch hockey is like, what, you, what are you doing? It's like, yeah, oh, I'm just I've playing this fucking... That. Yeah, it's stupid. They just don't get it. It's like, oh, yeah, I just want my team to lose. Stupid shit, man. I used to get so sad when we wouldn't win the lottery. And then sometimes when, you know, you feel like the draft didn't go your way, but we've been proven wrong. So, yeah, what are your expectations, man? Well, when you trade a first-round pick, the expectation is playoffs. Like, if they don't make Facts. the playoffs here, it's kind of... Actually, it's not kind of. It is a big disappointment considering how what they spent on free agency and they trade that pick away. So yeah, I, I think, and I think the start they've had affords them the luxury that they are at least going to be in the playoff picture right until the very end. Whether they make the playoffs is yet to be determined, but just because of the start they had, I think they've accumulated enough points that they'll be they'll be in the hunt. Man, oh man. Okay, we'll talk more. We'll talk a little bit more about this game after the break, but we're gonna. We're going to really focus on the lotto line and how I think it should still be a thing. Okay, I know Horvat needs friends out there, but they should keep the lotto, the lotto line intact. Build that chemistry and just worry about Horvat next year. We'll talk about some free agents. Yes, we're doing that this early because I'm interested and I want Horvat to have friends. You're listening to Sipping on 40. We'll be right back after this ad. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, okay, we're back on sipping on a 40. Nucks win 5-3. to three. They bumped the slump. They are still a good team. You can have fun out there, Vancouver. People were fucking choked, man. I was on the SkyTrain after the game on Sunday, and people were sad. I, I, I legit saw people who looked like they were going to go home on an early Sunday evening. It was like 4 o'clock, and just sleep and not enjoy the night. Cancel plans on their girlfriends. You know, like, it, they were sad, man. This city cares a lot, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. Okay, tonight, once again, the Canucks, 5-3 victory over the Predators. We saw the lotto line split up. I thought there was a chance that that they were going to get back together throughout the game, but I think with the Sutter injury, it was kind of hard to get that going. And I only believed in that because the lotto line is an amazing line. They've showed all season that they can be a game-breaker type of line. And I don't mind that. I don't mind when you stack up a number one line. What are your thoughts on that? Look, this isn't, this isn't, we were talking about load management earlier. Not to bring it back to basketball, but this isn't the NBA night. You need, <laughs> you need depth. Like, but depth, why, why can't, like, you see important. what happens with Boston? You see what yeah. happens with Colorado? They pick up dubs with their top line being stacked and the rest of their team just you having need, scrubs. You need depth to go far in the playoffs. Yeah, we're and not talking Boston about playoffs. Had a really good, but if you but if the if you're the far Canucks, in the playoffs like if you're, if you're the Canucks, you want to go far in the playoffs and you need that depth to go far in the playoffs. Look, Boston obviously had an amazing top line. They probably have the best top line in the league. But they also have David Krejci, you know Jake DeBrusque. They had Charlie. They had Charlie okay, but Cole, what what Marcus Johansson? Like they had depth afterwards. What gives this team the best chance to reach their like their playoff goal? Making sure the team's balanced or just having that number one line. Picking up dubs in the regular season or just giving them a better chance to win. That top to line have, is amazing. You have to have a good top line, no doubt. And but the name. Also, but you also have to, you know, get Bull Horvat and get that second line going. Oh, Because man. it's not going to be every as good as the lotto line is. 
we've seen just a stretch just recently where they had a bit of a slump and the Canucks weren't scoring match goals because of it. Yeah, I know. But they, I think they were still playing a little bit better. In that stretch where they were losing, and this is before, uh, the Canucks should very well still be in that in that stretch. You know, if they lose the next game, this win, it's still in that stretch. But before tonight, I still think that line was generating chances, doing their thing, a couple yeah, bounces here and there. they were generating chances, but there's going to be stretches where they get yeah. snake bin, right? Fair enough, fair enough. Okay, Horvat gets JT Miller, and I'm mad about it. The lotto line, it's a thing. The, the name is great. It's the best name for a hockey line in the league, in my opinion. It just works. It's catchy, and it has something to do with Vancouver. Make it stick. And treat Horvat next year, okay? Treat Horvat next year. Right now, we're going to look at some NHL free agents next year. I'm going to do this with Trevor, too, on Wednesday. I want his take on this shit, too. And I want, I want your decision, okay? Out of all these forwards, excluding a guy like Taylor Hall. The Canucks are not getting Taylor Hall. They're also no, not they're getting Backstrom. But I look at the rest of this rest of this crop and i see some potential benning top six wingers okay let's let, let's list these okay evgeny dadanov from florida did i say that right yeah dadanov that that dude is filthy man that dude is actually incredible mike hoffman again from florida fucking sniper dude's got a rocket zach cassian that's not bring happening him back. bring him back <laughs> michael granlin we saw him tonight eric Halla, gelchenyuk chris Kreider. And Tyler Toffoli, all UFAs at the end of the season. Do any of those guys fit with, with Horvat? And we're assuming that Besser and Pedersen are going to be that one-two punch forever. I'm making I'm making the decision that the Canucks need to, they need to stick with the Lotto 649 line. Which one of these guys can be Horvat's next best friend? Mm. So... I think... And who works with... How, what who, type of players are, Horvat? Like, who would work with the Horvat? I'm looking at this list and I wouldn't... This may surprise people. I would say Eric Halla. Yeah. I would go for someone like Mike Hoffman. I feel like that what that line needs is like a trigger man. Mm. They need a guy who just racks up shots. Like, Berchi is a bit of a... He's a playmaker, right? He's a... He's not like... He's not a guy who's going to rack up like tons of shots on goal, but he can set yeah. people up. Horvat is... He, he's a goal scorer, but he's not a volume shooter and he's like... he's. He's a guy who digs pucks out in the corner. He's a guy who, you know, starts the cycle. I think what that line needs is kind of a trigger man. Mm. Just a guy who gets kind of shots on goal and, you know, can get a few goals. And Mike Hoffman would be perfect for that. Mike Hoffman. If but Danny I, would be sick too, man. He'd be awesome too. But I think Dadnov just, even Hoffman, I think even both those guys. It costs too much, right? It costs too much. And that's yeah. the problem. It's, it's, Honestly, it's clouding the vision. Why not? Hey, get another LA King. Get Tyler Toffoli. Hey, not bad, man. Or even I, Chris Kreider. Chris Kreider is like Jake Vertanen, like, except he go he cry, he knows how to crash the net. Okay, twenty games into the season, nineteen games into the season. I don't think it's it's so far fetched to be looking this far ahead. And I've said it on the program many times. I don't have I don't have much faith in guys like Pearson, Levo, Berchi, Vertanen. I would go to uh sorry, Godet Godet had an amazing game today, but I don't I don't have that faith that those guys are the guys that that Horvat deserves. He's you, been on the team for a while. Yeah, you can't you can't rely on them consistently. You can't rely on them. And if they have an opportunity, and we know how Jim Benning is, that's why we have to look this far. We know Jim Benning's already looking this far. He's already writing the checks. I start straight up. This guy's calculating. Okay, how much does, does this guy get? Give him an extra five hundred k. Throw throw on an extra year. 
I was listening to that that interview, Elliot Friedman. Again, another plug for fucking Sportsnet. Um, he talked about how they got Furland because of the last year because yeah, no Benning other, was yeah no he was the only guy. The extra year. Jim Benning, if he wants to find a mid tier or even like a top of the line, top six forward in the cream of the crop when it comes to the free agency 2020 version, he's gonna get it. He proves that he signs those deals, man. So you you think. You think it's Mike Hoffman, but you also believe that it's too much money. So how about the other guys? Like I said, I think that Chris, that crop, Zach Cassian below. Give, give me Chris Kreider. Chris Kreider, like I said, Jake Vertanen, except he knows how to, mm. you know, drive to that and score maybe it's a bit more consistent with his goal Damn, score. damn, oh damn. We're all we're already looking ahead, man, for Horvat's best friends. Again, tonight, the Canucks, they beat the Predators five to three. Yo, just chill, chill out now. Okay, now maybe you can, you know, be happy again. Canuck fans are crazy, man. Canuck fans are nuts. Temper your expectations. Join me. Okay, make your make your final final assumption on how the season's going to go and how how much energy you're going to put towards one side whether it be positive or negative after the game after game 41. Straight up. I I still think it's a small sample size and what we've seen, I don't know if it's going to translate to to long winning streaks all the time, but the team has gotten better. And that's yeah, I think that's a step, a, a good step in the right direction. They were out of it today. They got good goaltending. They'll always get good goaltending. I don't think they'll always have third periods like the one they had today and the one they had in Detroit a week ago or two weeks ago. But the team, it just seems different. The energy seems different. And I'm usually pessimistic, man. I'm usually pessimistic as fuck when it comes to this team, when it when it comes to a team that's led by Benning. But but something is different here. I can't, I can't deny that, man. I can't deny that. Mike Bondi, thank you for joining me again, no man. No problem, bro. Tuesdays, man. Tuesdays, fuck, man. It's one of my favorite days of the week now, man. I get to see Bondi, Begsy on Wednesday, Wednesday, Silky and Filthy coming out on Thursday. Shout out to SB Nation. Shout out to Nux Misconduct. Get the network, the Nux Misconduct Network, wherever you listen to podcasts. You get three shows with one swipe, one tap. Make your hockey life a little bit better. My name is Kyle Bowen. That is Nick Bondi. Have a good morning, a good afternoon, a good night. I do not know when you're listening to this, but we... Yes, we appreciate it. Peace.